I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me today is Henrik Rosfeld, Chief Executive Officer and co-founder of Dreams Technology. Dreams Technology is engagement banking powered by cognitive science. What is the linkage between cognitive science and financial services, Henrik? Well, I think, first of all, we're all humans who interact with the banking services. And we as humans, we have certain ways of kind of prioritizing and kind of making decisions. And I think the banking industry has forgotten about the humans and looked more at financial products. That's why we have involved experts from behavioral science and cognitive science in kind of the product development cycles to really kind of tap into how our brains are wired, why we're making certain decisions and how we can um, utilize that competence in our product development and make people understand what they're doing and why they're doing things. And can you give us an example of that? First of all, I think what humans need is motivation. They need motivation to actually kind of take action. And without that, uh, motivation, they fall short on taking action. So I, I think what banks have been fairly good at doing is talking to people like, we can help your money grow, we can help you invest your money, etc. But that doesn't talk to your motivation at all. So that motivation needs to kind of be be handled by by you as a, as a customer. Uh, what we're trying to do and, and have been doing successfully since 2016 is to really help a client to be specific and what motivates them. What do they want to accomplish in life? Set up those kind of milestones or those, those goals. And then uh, we have developed a methodology to help them get there. So it could be saving for my kids down payment for their apartment. Uh, that's my motivation. Uh, that motivates me to put money aside by doing certain actions, like changing my behaviors to save more money and and uh, basically reallocate that money from consumption patterns into behavior, into saving patterns. So that's what we do: help customers motivate, find the the motivation that triggers them to take action and actually take that action and reap the rewards of seeing that progress. What I find interesting, your platform you describe as a financial well-being platform, not a financial services platform. Is this a way of getting people into that mindset of thinking about why they want to do something or why they need to do something rather than just seeking a financial service? I don't think we're positioning our platform as a financial well-being platform to end users. I think that's more kind of how we talk to banks. But I think with end users, it's like, how can we help the bank help their clients reach their goals in life? Because that's kind of what retail and affluent clients are expecting from their banks, but they don't get that type of services today. So that's kind of more of an internal kind of nomenclature for how we speak about our platform towards banks. Is it not strange that you say banks still aren't doing this today, yet I hear from banks all the time about how they've changed their focus to be customer-centric. Are you, you're saying they're still not actually doing that? I think there's a lot of competence in, in banks. They have behavioral science experts, or at least in some of the banks. But what's difficult is to kind of operationalize that into product development. It's a different type of culture that is needed 
if you want to develop products, not financial products. I'm not talking about funds or a saving account. I'm talking about the product that actually kind of interacts with the end user. Uh, and it's a different mindset and it's a different way of working that I don't think the banks have that really yet, or at least not good enough. Um, so we're actually saying, therefore, that traditional personal financial management and financial literacy models, because I, as, as a financial journalist, have been banging on people about financial literacy for, and I'm going to admit this, decades, but obviously I've not been getting through to them. Well, I, I think financial literacy, first of all, you need to have the motivation to increase your literacy or your knowledge around financial matters to be interested in consuming that type of information. I think that's very uh, different from finding the motivation where you want to head in life. And information, as, as we all know, I think information does very seldom lead to action. Take the environment, for an example. We know that we need to save a lot more kind of CO2 emissions. Uh, and we know that for decades, but we still not behave that way. We still pollute the environment, or we know that we need to lose weight or exercise more, but we don't. So we have the knowledge, but we don't take action. And I think that's kind of the where we're trying to close the gap. You're um, addressing that disconnect between the knowledge yes. and the action. Exactly. Where does this affect bankers though do you can you go to a bank and say you're doing it all wrong this is how you should be addressing your customers no not really but i think since we have a neobank in the nordics in sweden and norway we have a lot of metrics so we've turned low engaging customers and products like a saving product is a low engaging pro product financial product we've turned it into a highly engaging product with an average of 15 interactions per month because we don't talk about the actual financial product. We talk about what, where do you want to go in life? Do you want to save up for a vacation with your family or your kids? And then we have a methodology that helps you kind of reallocate money to save, to get there in time, to actually save up to that amount that you need. So I think we, we were more kind of talking about the, the metrics and how they can help their clients reach the same type of benefits as we have done with our kind of B2C clients in the Nordics under their own brand as white label solution, of course. So what kind of tools and features are we talking about then? So it, 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 we have operationalized around 120 different principles from behavioral science and cognitive science and neuroscience into a user experience. I can give you a few examples. First of all, you need to find the mo what motivates you to take action. So if you ask me, is like hanging out with my kids on the beach or at the skiing resort uh, once a year. I think that's that's something that really motivates me. So what can I do to get there in time? First of all, I can I can start looking into how can I change my behavior. Uh, one example is taking the bike to work instead of taking the car. I save five uh, five to ten euros a day by doing that, and then automatically that money will be transferred from my kind of transaction account and move it moved into my dream going with my kids on a vacation. So that happens automatically when I turned on one of those save hacks. 
eat vegetarian food. I save around uh, three euros per day per person in my family by eating vegetarian food. And I also save a lot of CO2 emissions by doing that. That's a simple action that I can take that helps me kind of save up money without really thinking about it. I change your behavior and then that automatically gets kind of transferred on a daily basis from my transaction account into my dream account. Well, you say you don't think about it, but at one level, you're actually giving people an understanding of what this small change actually means in terms of affecting them. Exactly. And I I think if we ask people what they spend their money on, they kind of tends to forget about all of these small kind of thieves, we call them that, kind of the the coffee on the way to work, the use of tobacco or uh, some quite unhealthy behaviors. But when you translate that and accumulate what you spend on coffee on the way to work uh, once a day, and you translate that into a vacation with your family once a year, it kind of makes sense to stop drinking that coffee on the way to work and instead save that money. And you can find probably 50 of these small behavioral changes that actually helps you save a lot more money than you did before. And you're providing a way for banks themselves to be able to deliver this explanation, this solution to their customers. Exactly. And then, of course, the methodology, helping people reallocate money can be used for Uh, short-term savings into saving accounts, longer-term savings into different type of fund uh, products or investment vehicles, or help the bank to kind of help their customers to facilitate their debts, paying off their mortgages, etc. It can be applied to different type of financial products, but we don't talk about the financial product. We talk about life and we talk about what's happening in your life and how we as a bank can support our customers throughout different life events and interests and what they want to do in their life. And this is basically the more personalized and more engaging user experience that is going to engage the customer and get them to transact more, whatever those transactions are. Yes, exactly. It's a way of tricking the brain in doing something good instead of of wasting money on things that doesn't really matter to them. Well, I don't and know. I, think, I might I might die on the hilltop of the coffee on the way to work because I'm no yeah. good without that first cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> but it's probably free at work compared to having it on the way to work where you have to pay for it. So you, you can still have that coffee. Food and drink for thought. Henrik Rosvald, Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Dreams Technology. Thank you very much.